Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 252 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... Hello, everybody. Hello, Dave. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. Good, good. You're surviving your lockdown experience. Now we've just started yeah. to be kind of coming out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously still been working. I know I, I chatted to you at the very early stage of lockdown around Easter, um, and I was sort of getting used to it, and work was really busy, so I wasn't watching as much. I also had my 20-year-old niece with me. Yes, who was a, uh, Yeah, she was at university in Loughborough, but so she went back to do her exams even though the university's not open she's, she just went back to her house where she has a place right. so she could study which gave me the remote control back <laughs> 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 um, so I suppose that little bit of loss back on my own again gave me more time to properly sit down. I've even done a couple of podcasts. I've been, done a couple of podcasts with Matt recently over yes. the last month, which has uh, yes. been really good because I've had lots to say. Um, but I've also been watching loads as well. So um, I won't rattle on too much about them because we could be here just all day just talking about what I've watched in the last month. Um, so let's see, what did I finish? I finished Normal People on iPlayer. Yes, uh, I, I watched the first episode or first couple of episodes of that it's not really my sort of show but there is a fascinating interview that we did with the sound design guy which is is up on the behind the scenes podcast and uh, it just generally if you're interested in sound design for tv it's well well worth listening to that because he was brilliant so i mean not really my sort of show but the background stuff i found absolutely fascinating yeah really i mean obviously i work in mental health so there was a, there was a huge underlying plot line with that male mental health and how that is represented yeah. on screen and it was done really well so i watched it i persevered there the pacing was a little slow at the start but it really does build into a really decent story towards the end so i really enjoyed that um i binged dead to me that I was pretty that. much done yeah pretty much done in two weeks i think yeah i think there should be a season three uh, yes i think yeah. there will be a season three i think it's very yeah. likely to come back again but uh, i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that yeah. I, I think we said when when i got to the end of it th- there were points where I think they could have tweaked that ending to bring it to a close if they were going to bring it to a close, but they clearly set things up for a third season. So I think it's very, very likely to come back. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that as well. I thought Mm. there were some really good twists and how they took the story in that direction was pretty good. Um, I reignited my Amazon account. Well, I already had the Amazon account, but when my niece went off and I had complete control, I went onto Amazon and I'd heard some discussions about upload. Yes. um, And I found myself, I watched that in, in two days so i 
absolutely loved it. I don't know what it was. I, I, I know I had some preferences to that um, over the good place in some points. I thought there was some good management of the storyline and the idea. And I thought it was really fresh and original. Um, I've seen lots of comparisons to the good yeah. place, um, but I, I liked it. And, and I really was happy when I saw that it had been already rewarded a, um, a second season. So I would definitely tune into that again. Yes, I really enjoyed that series because it has a similar kind of idea to the good place in that it's dealing with a sort of afterlife, although in this case it's a virtual afterlife. Um, I I think Robbie Amell is incredibly watchable. I think it's really well written. And of course, it's it's done by one of the guys who was involved with Mike Saw, who did The Good Place as well. Mm. So um, there is a sort of connection. How It's weird how they both ended up doing kind of afterlife dramas, but um, it's all uh, comedies. But uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I'm so happy it's coming back for another season because I think they did a wonderful, wonderful job with it. Yeah. Um, I finished Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. That's oh. one of the podcasts I recorded with Matt yes. um, and I still think we're sitting here now aren't we it's still on the bubble it's still not confirmed not cancelled it, it's it's still one of those that NBC haven't properly decided yet whether they're taken yeah. forward there are quite a few shows that NBC still haven't actually decided on yet, so I, I wouldn't be overly concerned. Um, I think out of the ones that are left, it's one of the more likely ones to get renewed because it has a very, very positive reaction. And uh, I, I think it, it's probably going to get picked up again, but we're still waiting to officially hear one way or the other on that. But I think it's probably going to end up coming back. Mm. No, I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I finished a few other ones, so I finished the final season of Shit's Creek yeah. um, quite satisfying I, I, have you ever watched that Dave? Have I you? haven't no it's one that's no. bypassed me that yeah it is a very funny like top um, I really enjoyed it I met, I watched the documentary afterwards as well and it was fascinating to see how they sort of as a cast came together and created this programme which I thought was really nice mm. I finished Run on Now TV which I was cross with <laughs> final really? episode yeah I, I loved episodes one to six and then episode seven, I just was really disappointed with that. It was like a 20 minute episode, the last episode. And I just sort of like, well, I feel there's a little bit of me that feels this unresolved. Right. There's a little bit more that I wanted, but maybe that's me just being needy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't gone back to it yet. I watched the first episode of it and quite enjoyed it and then then didn't get back to the rest of it. So uh, I, I will go back and finish watching it at some point so I can let you know what I think. But uh, well, well, when Matt's back from his, uh, his little break, I might I might pick his brain about what he thought of it as well because uh, there was this little bit that dissatisfied me. Right. Um, and a couple of others I finished, Never Have I Ever, um, on Netflix and Modern Family, the final season of that. So I really have been ploughing through the completed seasons and some of them obviously are not coming back. So Shit yeah. Creek, that was the last one. And Modern Family, that was the last one as well. Yeah, um, good. I am watching too many programs at the moment i obviously on every platform that i have available i'm checking in to see each episode and um so hollywood i'm on episode six of seven right um emergence i'm on episode four nine one one obviously came back two weeks ago yes killing eve um were the final episode was released yesterday monday so i'll finish that this week little fires everywhere i'm on episode three and all the arrowverse is slowly coming down uh, but i know there are three that i'll talk about in a moment because i know that you're watching them 
them as well. So yes. I'll, I'll, I'll chat with them. I'll chat to you about them rather than me go on about it now. Um, and then film wise, um, I, with my niece here, we binged the chronological order of MCU. Right. Um, and we basically finished the last one the day before she decided to go yeah. back to university. So we, I had an emotional end game episode. We didn't quite get Spider-Man because we didn't have access to it, but right. you know, we watched end game and, uh, yeah, it was all, it was good. I loved it again. And, you know, I can see myself doing that again in the future. And in my fascination to when I was about to start watching the TV show, Snowpiercer, um, I was aware that the original film version was finally released. So I went onto Amazon and I watched that before I watched the TV program, because it is something for many years has always fascinated me. I've yeah. read loads on it about the um, problems they had releasing it to the UK and it never getting into cinemas or DVDs. So I watched that and then literally a couple of hours later, I then started watching the TV program. And I also, for the first time, very late to the party, watched the film Rocket Man at the weekend, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I loved. I absolutely loved it. And uh, I'm so gutted I didn't get to the cinema to see it now because it was one I wanted to see, but never really got around to doing it. But then I watched it. I was like, oh, I'm gutted. I didn't properly go and see that. So that is loads. And there are others I could talk about, but... Dave, I want to hear about what you're talking about because I think I can input to the three programs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'd Snowpiercer, I also watched. There's a couple of episodes into that now because they released two on the first. So he did three episodes out. Well, there's four actually now because isn't there another one dropped today? So I've seen the first three episodes of it. I knew the film was out and I decided not to go and watch the movie for the similar sort of reasons that you did because I, I, <laughs> I knew the TV show was coming and i kind of thought well i don't want to go and watch the film because it may cover some of the same ground so i i'm gonna leave the film alone for now and i'm gonna watch the tv series instead uh i'm really enjoying the tv show i thought it was reasonably well put together i interviewed the set designer for it who is a lovely lovely guy that interview is now up on the behind the scenes podcast as well if you want to know a bit more about how they put things together for snowpiercer it's nicely acted it's nice to see uh, what's the guy's name? David. David Diggs. David Diggs. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see David Diggs in there, who was uh, probably best known for Hamilton before this. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it was nice to see him on there, and uh, I think he's great as a lead. But I'm quite enjoying it. I love the concept behind it. This this idea of the war kind of basically being stuck on a on a train. It's really interesting how they manage to keep the action moving despite the fact that you are very very restricted in the space that you can use because the entire thing is set on a train so everything's mm. got to be done in a in an area which is like you know the length of a train carriage essentially yeah. or a couple of train carriages so uh, I, I thought they've they've handled that really well it works incredibly well i i yeah i'm i'm really quite enjoying it what what are your thoughts um i really want to see where it go i like um their little plot twist about jennifer connelly i won't mm -hmm. say any more than that and people haven't watched it so jennifer connelly is obviously one of the main stars next to david diggs and uh, they, they've sort of twisted the plot a little bit um right. from the film right. to make it work and i actually like that because that gives it the longevity to turn into a series i think yeah. as soon as i turn the the, the movie off 
I was like, how are they going to make that into a TV program? And then watching that first episode and seeing that little twist, I was like, oh, actually, that's that's a really clever idea. And how they're going to make it, they they've got some procedural elements in there as well, which you can see yeah. work. Um, but yeah, I'm fascinated. I can't wait to watch the next episodes. I've I think I've only watched one and two, um, and I I kind of. As much as binging is the new thing, I sometimes am more reassured when a program drops weekly yeah. um, because it, it, it doesn't put the pressure on me to have to know everything when you're having a conversation with someone. So I know that drops weekly like Killing Eve and so I can uh, catch up with it. But no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it again, really inspiring. I can see where they're going with it. Um, they've added carriages onto the train. That's, that's not really a spoiler. So they quite openly say in a TV program, thousand and one carriages. Yeah. I don't think there are a thousand and one in the film. Um, right. But that just gives you the idea of how long this can possibly go for. But then my stupid logical brain is like, wow, she gets from the front to thousand, the back very quickly. <laughs> I mean, if you imagine trying to walk through a thousand and one train carriages now, that's yes. going to take a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, they do have, there is a sort of underground kind of train system, like mini train system that there's like a tram thing that runs under the length of the train, which they show in one of those earlier episodes. So uh, there is a, is a, legitimate way of kind of getting around it but yeah i like the uh the casting and the way it's been put together um i i'm really interested to see where they go with it and i mean there there are some procedural elements in there like you say I'd, i i think you've got to make tweaks and changes to the original plot if you're going to be able to make an entire series about it and something that has legs and uh the tv show i think think if i remember correctly yes has already been renewed for a second season anyway so there you go yeah that's good that's good yeah i'm enjoying that that's on netflix right now and coming out weekly because it airs on tnt in the u.s uh space force i've also watched which is also on netflix just wonderfully silly um it's uh steve carell in the uh lead role as the commander of space force as i mentioned before the whole way of this coming together it was very strange because it was an idea that it was when Trump announced that they were going to do Space Force they were laughing about it in the Netflix office and then somebody said that would make a great TV show and they rang Steve Carell and said would you want to make a TV show about that and he said yes okay then he rang Greg Daniels and said do you want to make a TV show about <laughs> Space Force and he said oh yeah that would make a funny idea and then they worked back the show from there so it was sort of pitched backwards rather than them pitching it to Netflix Netflix pitched it to the uh, director or the, the showrunners so um, I thought this was, this was really good. It starts off a little bit slow, and I wasn't entirely sure after the first episode, but I think it starts to find its feet a couple of episodes in and just gets funnier and sillier. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's a very, oh. very funny setup, I think. Yeah, I'm on I'm on episode two, full disclosure. So I've just watched um, the episode that involves the, the monkey in space. Yes. Um, and I really enjoyed episode one. And there are so many intriguing things, like some of the actors around the table at um, the start episode who are all the commanders in chief and then the the complexity about having his wife who's played by the brilliant Lisa Kudrow there's obviously a, a lots more that I want to learn about there but as I said I'm only in episode two but I will be persevering with this it'll take me a while because it's not a weekly it's all there so I I'm sometimes take a bit of time but no I am enjoying it I think it's it's quite good coming from you know all the other space dramas which I don't normally watch or space comedies that I don't normally engage with um yeah 
I'm just sort of trying to, you know, is this as good as the Hugh Laurie one, which obviously just finished Avenue 5? Yeah. I, Avenue 5, that frustrated me towards the end. So, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you my opinion in a few weeks, Dave. <laughs> yeah, a- Avenue 5 had issues and wasn't, I think, as good as the talent involved should have made it. And hopefully they sort that out in the second season. I'm in really enjoying Space Force. It's just very funny and very silly. Jimmy O'Yang, I think, is great as well from Silicon Valley. Um, he's playing one of the made scientists and I really enjoy him in it. Steve Carell's great. And it's, of course, John Malkovich. He plays his beleaguered scientist and second in command. Uh, he's brilliant in it as well. So it, it's really fun and uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. And uh, I've got a couple of episodes left in that, so it's well worth watching. The um, other thing that I've started watching this week, and uh, I'm only one episode into it at the moment, I haven't got that far, is Macmillions, which is on the new Sky Documentaries channel. And it's such a ridiculously weird story. The basic setup for it is, if you remember the Monopoly game that McDonald's used to run, somebody figures out that all the winners for the Monopoly game seemingly are connected in some way. And there appears to be some sort of scam going on, but they're not entirely sure who's involved and they're not entirely sure how it's being done. So the FBI are trying to work that out. And that's basically what you're following is the FBI team that we're trying to figure out how this happened. And this was sort of way back in the 90s. Because I mean, I always thought I liked that Monopoly game. And you always wondered, why did it suddenly stop? And I guess this is probably the reason why they stopped doing it. Well, uh, here's my disclosure. When I was at um, university and college, I actually worked for McDonald's. So (laughs) You and lots of other people, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, this sparked my interest straight away. I obviously do remember the Monopoly game. I think it still stills run, still runs in the UK. I'm sure there was a government minister who had a problem with it a couple of years ago and right. asked them to stop it. But um, I, I read somewhere that they obviously had stopped it during the coronavirus, but they'll bring it back in the future. Ah. Um, but I was fascinated by the documentary. I am halfway through episode two, so not much further ahead than you, Dave. The only thing that frustrates me is I think it could be a bit quicker. There are a lot of filler shots. I'm not yeah. because they haven't got much footage um, and they're using actors to sort of fill in some of the gaps. There are some bits that quite frustrate me because I'm like, just get to the point. We don't need to see a dramatization yeah, of yeah. that. Bit. I just, I just want to know who was this and who was this, but oh no, I, I will be definitely sort of getting my way through that. I, I'm probably going to aim for like an episode a night every week because it's, it's, you know, it's 60 minutes. It's quite an intense documentary, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I, I want to get to the bottom of it myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, interested to see where it ends up because it does feel like by the end of the first episode you sort of feel like they know who one of the major bad guys is in the kind of whole setup so you kind of think how are they stretching this out for six episodes so i'm i'm very interested to see where it goes but uh, yeah i've only watched the first one at the moment i am going to go back and watch the rest of it i really really like that first episode i think it's a fascinating story but uh, that's on now tv and on the sky documentaries channel and you can get it all on demand immediately as well so I'm not going to wait for it to come out weekly but uh, yeah that's that's a really fascinating one and that's called millions if you want to go and check that out so that's all the stuff we've been watching this week let's move on to some tv and film news it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up 
You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. So we start off the TV and film news with the Renault's cancellations and pickups, although we actually don't have any cancellations so far this week, which is is kind of good i guess um there's a few renewals uh one of them sort of renewal slash pickup because it's american horror stories which we mentioned a few weeks ago american horror stories is a new series from ryan murphy and the team behind american horror story american horror story of course being an anthology series this is also an anthology series but it's an episodic anthology series so the stories will change from episode to episode rather than being one overarching story that changes from season to season. That's the idea. But other than that, it's basically the same kind of cast and the same premise. That's the Uh, idea. Part of the reason that they are doing this is because the 10th season of American Horror Story has been pushed back until 2021 because they can't film it until the next year. That's pretty much the reason why. So they were talking about doing something in the intervening time and they weren't sure whether that was going to be moving one of the ideas that maybe they had for season 11 or 12 and moving that up so they could do it for season 10. Rather than do that, they've decided to do this this new version of it, which is going to be American Horror Story. So it's going to be a bunch of different ideas that they're going to put together as a series. And then they're going to go back to shooting American Horror Story next year as well. It has been tweeting out a few photos of sort of giving hints we don't know exactly what the next season of american horror story is going to be other than it involves a beach somehow and he's been tweeting out photos of a beach sort of abandoned so uh, we'll have to wait and see exactly what it is but that's been part of the reason why they can't film it they need to film it in summer and they're not going to be able to film at all this summer so i think it's probably going to get filmed next summer and come out next autumn we'll have to see what they come up with american horror stories but uh, that is on the way fx also renewed it's always sunny in philadelphia and better things as well for respective new seasons always sunny it means that that's now the longest running comedy currently on air on us tv i think so um that's i've never seen it (laughs) i've seen a few episodes of it it is very very funny it's a very specific kind of comedy but uh very enjoyable it's danny devito one isn't it that's got danny devito in it yes well well worth watching though it is very funny and uh the other little bit of news tom ellis has apparently closed his deal for a potential sixth season of lucifer at the moment netflix hasn't officially renewed it for a sixth season and part of the reason that they haven't renewed it yet is because Tom had some issues with the contract for the sixth season and there's been some ups and downs with that negotiation. He has apparently finally agreed with that. All the rest of the cast are signed on for a sixth season. Netflix hasn't officially renewed it yet, but it is looking like, despite the fact that they said season five was going to be the final season, it looks like they are going to be making a sixth season as well. Season five's quite long as well. It's split into two halves, so it's like 20-odd episodes or something. So uh, you're going to get a lot of season five and a sixth 
season I by the looks of things although that's not officially confirmed as yet more Lucifer I'm always happy about because I love that show it's really good moving on to pickups because as I say we haven't got any cancellations more four has picked up seasons one of two of the Canadian drama Coroner which ran on Universal uh, they're obviously rerunning season one first they will be running season two as well which hasn't aired over here we don't know whether Sky still has the pay rights to it because they are the people that were in control of Universal and they Sky are also rerunning the first season on Sky Witness right now as well so it's so confusing sometimes isn't it when you see um, programs like this that are, are split across different platforms so I, I discovered today that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have got one season on Amazon right. uh, and then another set of seasons on Disney Plus and it's sort of like it, they're so complicated how they sell different seasons to different broadcasters and their rights overlap like this yes yeah I mean you know that's how we ended up this ridiculous Batwoman situation as well of course on E4 which I should just mention seen as we're talking about shows going all over the place the reason that E4 gave for removing the crisis episode and moving it to the end of the run was so it doesn't interfere with the current plot line now if you've watched past where the crisis episode should be there are major plot points in the next couple of episodes that relates directly to what happened in crisis so it really makes zero sense at this point to have removed that episode out of the main run. I mean, they've mishandled that so badly and the best thing they could do for a second season is just not pick it up unless Sky have it, in my opinion, <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see what happens with it. Um, another pickup over on the BBC, they've picked up the Danish thriller DNA, which is from the Killing co-creators. So if you like your Scandinavian thriller drama things, then uh, that will be one to look out for. We don't have a date for that yet, but they've picked it up. And uh, Apple Apple TV have ordered a new series of Fraggle Rock as well, which I'm very happy about. <laughs> oh dear. They ran some little mini episodes of it called Fraggle Rock Rock On, which featured the Fraggles. It was all recorded on iPhones and it was the Fraggles all socially distanced, but like doing songs together. They were kind <laughs> of in different areas of the cave. So they, and they shot it all on kind of green screens with the, uh, the puppeteers doing it from their own houses and stuff but they are now going to be doing a full season of the full-blown Fraggle Rock they have announced that that is is coming back did you watch <laughs> Fraggle Rock when you were a kid? yeah I remember I watched it when I was younger and my older sisters had some rude variations of the theme tune <laughs> that I picked up when I was younger as well I don't know if it would be what I want to go back and watch I think I was more of a Muppets man than Fraggle Rock um, <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, of course, I mean, Fraggles are sort of an offshoot of Muppets, but that's why it's on Apple TV and not Disney because yeah. they aren't directly related to the Muppets. So, uh, so yes, it's it's still Jim Henson's guys behind it, though. But uh, I am looking forward to that. I will be interested to see what they do with it. Moving on to bigger news stories, and uh, we have a couple of bits of film news this week, so good job you're on. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson is set to direct a sequel to Jim Henson's classic The Labyrinth. Thoughts? Well... I obviously was very sad to hear that Scott was going to not be doing the sequel to Dot Strange anymore, even yes. though he started on it. 
Um, however, with his sort of style, I can believe this be quite good. Mm. However, we're going to see a lot of comparisons. Um, yes to David Bowie um, and obviously with him not being there um, I think it's going to be a really big shoes to feel in terms of like that character I think it'll be good but I can just see a bit of a resistance on, yeah. around the release time that, well, um, just hope that he can pull it off basically yeah I believe that they aren't going to recast Jareth the Goblin King which was the character that David Bowie played I believe that they're going they, there's going to be somebody else in there but it will be a different character so I think they've taken the the point of view that nobody can replace David Bowie which of course they can't you know, no. so <laughs> um, I, I think I think that is probably quite sensible uh it may be that there is a new goblin king but that it won't be jareth it'll be somebody else i believe that's what they're planning on doing so we'll have to see whether jennifer Connolly returns we don't know really anything about it at the moment because the original movie starred a very young jennifer Connolly as sarah who was a teenager with an active imagination who was very frustrated at stuck being babysitting and she wishes the goblins from her favorite fantasy book the labyrinth take her baby half brother away way and then the kid actually disappears so she ends up following him into this fantasy world trying to get him back from the goblins the original film is a classic it's a very dangerous thing to uh, to go and take over it has got the henson company behind it it's uh brian henson who is some of jim henson and um the company chairman and was puppeteer of Hoggle in the original film and Lisa Henson who is the daughter and CEO of Jim Henson Company uh, is producing it Derrickson is set to direct as well so uh, yeah I mean I think he's a good choice it's it's going to be an interesting one uh, Maggie Levin who has previously written on the Hulu series Into the Dark but I mean didn't have that many writing credits behind her but clearly they see something in her she said on Twitter it's a dream come true is a massive understatement but that's truly what it is and now back to work <laughs> so uh, so yes she's going to be writing it it's going to be interesting he's an interesting choice for director I am sad that he isn't doing the next Doctor Strange movie but uh, I think it's it's a good pick for an interesting director for this there are people that are going to be just upset because they're making a sequel to Labyrinth which I mean I entirely understand as well but uh, yeah it's got some of that classic feel the classic puppetry and the style They've just got to translate that in a really positive way to the modern cinema. I think if you make it too clean and, you know, CGI, people aren't going to like it. Mm. But then if you make it too puppet based and they're a bit clunky, people are going to be like, oh, it looks too tacky. Uh, there's a fine line, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it, how it comes out. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of fans going to see it anyway. Yeah. And I mean, they did a really good job with The Dark Crystal, which also had a lot of the similar problems in that it was a classic original movie and it involved puppets and they did a very good job in how they handled the styling of that so if they can recreate what they did with Dark Crystal on the TV series and translate that sort of style and feel and 
that love for it over into something like Labyrinth. I, I think they'll be good. Uh, mm. So we'll have to wait and see. Apple TV Plus has ordered a new series based around Hedy Lamar, and it's going to be produced by and starring Gil Gadot. Hedy Lamar might not be a name that you recognize. If you saw, there was an episode of Timeless that they actually did around uh, Hedy Lamar. She was hailed as the most beautiful woman in the world. She was exalted, iconicized, and then destroyed and eventually forgotten by American audiences, but as well as being a film star, was an incredibly brilliant scientist and had a series of inventions and breakthroughs which uh, became the basis for spread spectrum technology, which we used everywhere today. I think Bluetooth and stuff is involved in that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing woman and really interesting person, I think, to be able to do a series about. It follows her incredible life from the Hollywood glamour girl spanning 30 years, from Hedy's daring escape from from pre-war Vienna to her meteoric rise in the golden age of Hollywood to her fall and eventual disgrace at the dawn of the Cold War. It's an epic tale of an immigrant woman both ahead of her time and very much a victim to it. I think this sounds like it could be a really, really fascinating limited series. It's an eight-episode historical drama. Gil Godot, of course, played Wonder Woman, is going to be uh, the person starring in the lead role. It comes from uh, Jaron Vassano, who did My Dearest for Dell, partnering with uh, Emmy and BAFTA Award winner Lauren Littlefield, who was involved with The Handmaid's Tale, and Golden Globe Award winner Sarah Trem, who was involved in House of Cards in Treatment and the Affair, and uh, she's the creator of the series. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I really like the sound of this. I think it could be really interesting. Um, I think... I'm just obviously I'm six episodes into Hollywood at the moment and yeah. I'm, I'm quite sort of transfixed with some of this um, uh, going back to my time as a teacher I had to teach like some of the traditional Hollywood around the golden age and the you know so it does fascinate me if it's done well and it's not too slow in pace then mm. I will probably watch it and uh, um, I like Gal Gadot anyway I think she's really good yeah I think she's great and uh, I just think it's a really interesting character that I I don't think has been explored all that much. I think there's there's a lot you could do with the series based around her. So uh, I'm very, very intrigued to see what they do with that. Moving over off streaming and onto normal TV, Greg Berlanti is to adapt a series of the Forbidden Game novels from the Vampire Diaries author LJ Smith. So Greg Berlanti, obviously the person behind, well, half the TV on the CW at this point. It's his production company that are said to be the people behind the adaptation. The young adult horror novels The Forbidden Game follows 17-year-old Jenny Thornton who is searching for a game for her boyfriend Tom's birthday. Entering the Moore Game Store, she finds herself inexplicably drawn to Julian, who is the gorgeous cyberpunk with electric blue eyes and frost-white hair behind the counter. He hands her an unmarked and undecorated game, which she then takes home to play with her friends at the party that evening. But when Jenny and her six friends begin to play the game at Tom's birthday celebration, a night of friends and fun quickly turn into a night of terror and obsessive love because the game isn't just a game it's the seven friends new reality where julian reigns the prince of shadows one by one the friends must confront their phobias to win the game to lose the game is to lose their lives and this is only just the beginning i mean it sounds like a really interesting setup of course 
LJ Smith is the person that wrote The Vampire Diaries, the original book, also wrote The Secret Circle, both of which have been turned into TV series. Uh, Vampire Diaries ran for eight seasons, Secret Circle only ran for one. So I think they're hoping this is going to be more the former rather than the latter. Listening to it, it sounds a bit like a cross between Jumanji. Yes. And Are You Afraid of the Dark? Sort of like this, uh, sort of like a crossover. Mm. I'm seeing it as like two mini series i don't know if i'm seeing it as a full series at the moment in my head that's just me thinking about it how are they going to make it into a full series you know but belanti's talented i mean has he got time <laughs> well yeah i mean the belanti productions obviously greg belanti is producer on all of the things that belanti production does but i mean the amount of shows they've got going at the moment i mean the entire arrowverse titans doom patrol stargirl you blind spot riverdale Sabrina, Katie Keene, All-American and Prodigal Son. And that's the stuff they've got on air right now. You've then got the new Superman and Lois series, that Kung Fu remake that we've been talking about, The Flight Attendant, which is a new series with Kaylee Cloku in the lead role, the Green Lantern series, which they're doing for HBO Max as well. And there's also that potential Green Arrow and Canary series, which we're still waiting to hear about whether they pick that up or not. So they're not short of things to do, and they've now added this onto it. Volante Productions have gone from like nowhere in 10 years ago to just one of the biggest controllers of TV shows in the US now. Yeah, what they've done for sort of like the youth target, obviously they targeted it at that point, the young cast and things like that, is phenomenal. The CW continuously adding him renewals is good on him. Um, It'll probably work, it's Belanti, but my head, even when you're reading out the plot, I can't see it being a huge running series, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something I don't realise. So Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the book to be able to say see how you could spring that out into a long-running series unless they can jump in and out of reality in some way because if they're sort of trapped in this sort of thing and it says you know they must confront their phobias or they die you're either going to have a big turnover of cast or i i don't know i'll be interested to see how they approach it anyway they haven't got a writer i don't think set for it right now uh, all we know is belanti is producing it and i mean some of those Belanti shows have been a bit hit and miss. I mean, Sabrina's great if a little bit out there. You know, I enjoy Two Patrol. I enjoy Titan. Stargirl seems to be going down well. Arrowverse can be a bit hit and miss depending which seasons you're on. You has been great though. Blindspot, I really enjoy. Riverdale, I definitely walked away from because it got so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, depends who they find to write it. But uh, if we want to look out for, it's called the forbidden game at the moment or it's based on the forbidden forbidden game novels so that's presumably going to be the title of it and lastly we have doug lyman has been announced as the director of a new movie with tom cruise and it's going to be filmed in space of course actual (laughs) space (laughs) <laughs> not, not not like in the Vomit Comet or it's actually going to be filmed in space. They've got SpaceX involved. They've got NASA involved. And I mean, if anybody could pull this off, it's Tom Cruise, probably. Uh, but, you know, when I wrote it, I was like, I know this sounds like a 
headline from The Onion, but now Tom Cruise is making a movie in space. Doug Lyman was the director on Edge of Tomorrow, and uh, they worked together on American Made as well. Both of them have a little bit of sort of daredevil in them. They're both pilots. Of course, I mean, Cruise is well known for his ridiculous stunt work. You know, you've got like him climbing massive tower in Ghost Protocol. There was hanging off a plane in Rogue Nation, the halo jump that he did for Fallout. And he does all this stuff himself. So, I mean, why not? If you're going <laughs> to, if I mean, they, they apparently, we don't know anything about the film, what it's going to be based around, what it is exactly going to be. It apparently is going to be filmed aboard the International Space Station. That is the plan. Beyond <laughs> that, we don't know. So. It'll be approaching 70 by the time this gets filmed. Well, quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, they are a lot of hoops that they've obviously got to jump through to get to this point because everybody essentially has to be trained to be an astronaut um, to a certain extent. You know, um, they certainly have to go through all the checks to make sure that they are going to be safe to fly. But I mean, they are not going to be full-blown astronauts. They are going to have to go up as as passengers. They are essentially going to be tourist passengers, but they still have to go through and make sure that they are fit enough to be able to go up and do it, along with all the crew that are involved in it. I mean, not just Lyman and Cruz. It's going to be presumably a relatively small crew but it is going to be a crew that's going up with them as well to be able to shoot the thing so they also have to be up for being shot into space as well so Mm. i mean who knows when it'll actually happen but they have been talking about it for a while i mean this isn't the first time he's mentioned filming in space but they have now got a director involved with it and uh yeah we'll we'll have to see where it goes um and of course they announced this on the same day that the spacex nasa falcon launch was supposed to happen and then didn't and then got delayed until the saturday because it was on the friday thursday or friday when it was supposed to go up originally and they had to scrub the launch due to the weather yeah they tied it in with the launch which was a nice bit of promotion but um yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, see whether it moves further any forward. But uh, they, they at least have a director involved now. Yeah, so creative out there. <laughs> yes, yes. That's <laughs> one way to escape the coronavirus anyway. Uh, so that's all the news we've got for this week. Let's move on to some highlights for next week on TV. So next week on TV, we have a few shows starting back up and a few new shows incoming. Uh, Cardinal Season 4, that is landing on BBC Two. No, it's not BBC Four, it's BBC Two. That's on the 3rd of June at 9pm. That arrives. We've got the Alex Ryder series, which we've been talking about forever and now finally got home. That's coming to Amazon Prime on the 4th of June. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that in full and seeing how that is, because we've seen bits and pieces of it at Comic-Cons and stuff and uh, there's loads of information about that up on the website we have how to get away with murder season six which yep, is the looking forward to that yeah looking forward to that that's the final season that's coming to sky witness on the 4th of june at 10 p.m that arrives then we've got this is us season four of that comes to amazon prime on the 5th of june so uh, that's come around quite quick because they only put the third up on uh christmas day i believe it was it was a weird release date for that so uh, i've got to get through the rest of the uh, third season for that but uh, i do really enjoy that show it is it is worth looking so that's coming to amazon prime on 
the 5th of June. Then we have Queer Eye, which is back for a fifth season. That's on the 5th of June as well on Netflix. And 13 Reasons Why, also coming on the 5th of June. That's the fourth and final season of that coming to Netflix as well. I kind of dropped off that after the first season. Yeah, same here. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I know Matt is still watching it, so uh, that's one to look out for. And uh, Das Boot, the second season of that, comes to Sky Atlantic on the 9th of June at 9pm. And Betty, which is a new show coming to Sky Comedy, a diverse group of young women navigate their lives through the male-dominated world of skateboarding in New York City. That one is. And that's on the 9th of June at 9.30pm coming to Sky Comedy. That's called Betty. So that's everything we have for you this week. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to How to Get Away with Murder, Queer Eye and Betty from that list. So there are things to be added to my list. Um, no, you come and follow me at Grey the Geek if anyone wants to have a chat with me about anything I've talked about today or uh, my appearances on a recent podcast with Matt. Yes, yes. And uh, if you want to find any more of those podcasts with Matt, you can, of course, go over to entertainmenttalk.org and get uh, lots and lots of weekly uh, weekly podcast although he is on a break at the moment i think but uh, he's on a break for a couple of weeks but there are still loads and loads of podcasts over there which you can go and download and uh, listen to as well as ours if you uh, want to entertain me throughout the week you can go and find bex over on her twitch stream which is twitch.tv forward slash trista bites with a y and uh, that's uh, streaming pretty much every monday to wednesday at uh, 1 p.m and 8 p.m and uh, also various other evenings as well so go onto there find Bex on Twitch and subscribe and uh, for us of course you can go to geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on Twitter on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown on Instagram at geektown UK stay safe everybody make sure you keep washing your hands stay two meters away from everybody else Uh, phone your elderly relatives and make sure they're okay and they don't need anything look after yourselves and we will see you next week bye 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 want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 